It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Good morning and welcome. All thanks to Trade Mornings. This is going to be a huge, huge show. Adam Cooney's in the house. We do it for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians of a Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. It's always, as always, the open line is open. one 300 A lot going on. Essendon situation bubbles along. The trade period, we're in a day number three officially. The Pies, after... Really, four months of unofficial talk about Dan McStay. They finally get him to the club. Brody Grundy seems to be getting closer to head to the Ds. Tim Lamb spoke yesterday and looks like that's going to happen in the not-too-distant future. Rory Lobb is frustrated and plenty more. Of course, you can get involved, 0419-187-323. And we're doing it a little bit differently today because of the mega, 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 mega trade. Yes. We're almost set on one that I think... We think I like. <laughs> Just that's yours, mate. Don't, don't try and attach me. Try and get yourself involved in my mega trade. But let's thrash it out live. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Nothing's off the table. Nothing is off the table. Zane Cordy is off the uh, Western Bulldogs table. He is now a St Kilda football club player. We'll get to that shortly. How you doing, big dog? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, disappointed from the hound this morning. Not a skerrick of information. Nothing. Drops one bomb yesterday, which gave us a good uh, half an hour, 40 yep. minutes of content to start the show. And he needs to get his snout onto the turf and get some more information from us. So he was disappointed this morning, wasn't he, about the Essendon stuff and uh, what a, a rabble they are mm. at the moment. Your Unfortunately, club. Uh, yeah, just a little Google search would have alleviated a lot of these concerns, but uh, due diligence. I, Sam due Landsberger diligence. is the journalist who did the Google search. He, uh, he did a good job. I did enjoy last night a couple of journalists, uh, one in particular saying a simple Google search would have come across this information. Uh, said journal didn't uh, do said Google search 24 <laughs> hours later, so earlier. So uh, that's how it is. So the, the, the Bombers Club, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But we want to talk to you, one 300 one A lot going on. I, <clears throat> I want to start with Brodie Grundy. I, and I... I are you, I know you're sick of me talking about Adam because we have been talking about this on our TV show for the better part of five months. I'm a Brody Grundy guy. I understand the whole idea of maybe having a 
cheaper ruckman or at least a little below the the high price that Brody Grundy is on. Clubs have been able to do it. You look at this year's grand final. You had Reece Stanley and Tom Hickey doing their thing the week before McInerney. And then, of course, the, the two men in Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron who tag-teaming that role that uh, Brody Grundy made his own, you know, until a couple of years ago where injuries started to stall him a little bit. But I, I just find it so interesting and I think in 12 months' time, and Tim Lamb spoke about it yesterday, that you know the, the two-pronged Ruckman essentially has been able to work for them with Gorn and Luke Jackson, and they have an idea that it'll work fairly well with these two. I think in 12 months' time, we'll look it back and go, say if it is pick 27, which is central to the, the, the trade, I think we'll be like, how did Brodie Grundy end up at the Melbourne Football Club to team up with Max Gorn <laughs> for pick 27? Yeah. It will... It'll be articles. It'll be on every TV show. AFL 360, our man Jared and Robbo will do this. And we will be talking about it as one of the steals. Not dissimilar. And it happens every now and then. But yeah, when Brian Lake was an All-Australian and then got traded to Hawthorne for about pick 600. Yep. And then he wins a Norm Smith and is part of three premierships in a row. That's how I feel this Brody Grundy thing is going to play out. And I know what it, Collingwood are doing. I get it. But I'm also like... Geez, they, they, it looks like they're giving a leg up to a very, very, very good team. Well, they are. But it's, they a, are, right? it's a situation that Collingwood have got themselves involved in, again, in terms of a tight salary cap and uh, prioritising signing Jordan Degoli on that five-year deal uh, on big money. So they've got themselves into this situation again. Brody Grundy is not feeling the love. He... I agree with you. Uh, injuries uh, has have cost him uh, his best footy over the last couple of years. Uh, I still think he has a significant role to play in terms of becoming on the podium, maybe even the number one ruckman in the competition next year if he's fully fit. Uh, I just, I mean, pick twenty seven is unbelievably mm-hmm. cheap for Brody Grundy. We understand that, and we know the, the the cap ramifications around it. How does the mix work though? With it. When you talk so, about on-field, so you put the name up and go, well, Brody Grundy is an amazing ruckman. Like, battling it out with Grundy over the last, uh, with um, Max Gorn over the last five years for the best ruckman in the competition. Apologies to Nick Natanui, who's also in the conversation. But is he? How do they work? How do they, over the last five years? Okay, not the last couple. Okay, if how does it work with those two in tandem? Because it's not. I mean, Luke Jackson. Who's a better forward? Luke Jackson or Brody Grundy? I'd say, without having the stats in front of me, Luke Jackson doesn't kick goals yet. And you know, Grundy hasn't exactly set the world on fire well, as a forward. He doesn't ever really play no, down there. He too doesn't. Often. And Jackson, you're right. He, he doesn't kick a lot of goals, but he's got that. Even provides that presence and sort of knows the leading patterns and where to be. He will be a goal kicker mm-hmm. in a couple of years' time. Will he? And, no, I think he will. Yeah, I think I think he'll turn into a. And even if he's got to be, be a, um, let's say sixty forty, Ruckman. With if he does go to Fremantle uh, with with Darcy down there, because he's a he's a big mm-hmm. guy who likes to run around. So he might kick you twenty five or or thirty a year, which is a pretty reasonable. Who's this Jackson you're talking? This about? is Jackson. Okay. Yeah, I, you don't think you have reservations whether he's going to get there. We'll get into that after. But, we will, yeah. But how's the mix going to work with Grundy and Gorn? I mean, Max Gorn was happy for Jackson to sort of take over at times, but I think it's going to be a different dynamic with Grundy and Gorn, who both want to play 80% in the ruck. And if you work that out to 100, that's 
160% of the time. That so doesn't work I, mathematically. I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I one thing I'm certain of, that Melbourne have the best ruckman in the game in 2023. If it's not Brody Grundy, it's Max Gorn. Okay, so they've got the two best ruckmen of the last five years on the same team. Why do you want the two best ruckmen on the same team? That's what I'm asking. Because one can go forward at different times and one can go back. This is Josh Jenkins raised this last week. He believes that Melbourne are going to be like, okay, this is what we'll do. We've got a ruckman who can fill and go back into the hole defensively at different times and one who can go forward. Who Max, Max Gorn, you and I spoke about this. Luke Jackson played a lot. I think it was against Sydney. Luke Jackson played a lot in the ruck and Max Gorn was, was positioned forward in a situation where they probably needed to find a spark inside 50. They couldn't find it. Ma- t- stop me when you think I'm wrong. Max Gorn is great at going forward as a ruckman compared to a forward playing time in the ruck. Yep. Okay, because quite often he outworks his opponent to get in there, so he doesn't have a defender hanging off him from the start. Exactly, point, whose sole job is to stop you from marking the footy. And this is what I think they will do: they will they will have a situation where Gorn's able to ruck in the front or whatever way it might be. Go front, you know, the, the, the front half of the ground. You see Gorn in the ruck. And in the back half of the ground, you have Brody Grundy. The only issue I have with that, and and that could work, but Max Gorn, how he also, he builds his game on ruck and then behind the footy. Mm-hmm. Like how often do you see him marking the ball either down the line All from the, the opposition kick or deep in defence hence, hence from why, a long kick in. Hence why he's the All-Australian Ruckman, right? And he yeah, has but, been, what, six times now? Yeah, so that's going to affect his game if Brody Grundy is in the mix there. But I also think that it can uh, it can help alleviate any issues around the ground where Max Gorn can't get to or Luke Jackson hasn't been able to get to. I Look, there's no doubt they're doing it a slightly different way than a majority. And the reason that Brody Grundy is available is the fact that Melbourne think it can work while Collingwood are going in a different direction and other clubs are like, we're going to go in a slightly different direction with our ruck. That's fine. But I also will back in the Melbourne Football Club who won a premiership and then 12 months later, whilst disappointing, finished top two after 23 rounds. Now, they've still got to conjure up enough inside 50 to be able to win some of those big games. And that was the concern even earlier in the year when they were winning games. They weren't exactly blowing teams away offensively. But if you've got the two best ruckmen in the last five years, and there's always the concern over Grundy, but you've got his old team paying reportedly $300,000 and you've given up pick 27 for him, and you're not, you're not squeezing Luke Jackson out. He's already gone. He's gone. I think it's the best possible thing this football club could have done considering there's not a creme de la creme absolute superstar forward that's available to go inside 50, which has probably been their their Achilles in the second half of this year. I, I think they have replaced Jackson as well as they possibly have could have. Well, they have, and it's not going – you're right, and the decision behind it makes sense. Like, it is sound because they're not giving away a first-round pick. They're not paying him a million dollars. I mean, a pick in the mid-20s is is cheap. <laughs> I think it's a they're, steal. And, and him, based on his performances, mm-hmm. paying him 700000 is cheap. So it does make sense on paper, but I'm just trying to think about how it's going to work as a tandem with the two. Like Luke Jackson is a super athletic guy, um, and he hasn't he's he he blasted the game open. We understand that in the grand final, but I mean he he hasn't set the world on fire this season, has he? I mean we're talking about him as a, a million dollar player. Well, he's nowhere near that yet. 
he has the athletic, still a kid. He has athletic capabilities to get there, and I, as I said, I think he will get there, but he's not at that point just yet. So uh, maybe the best uh, option that it could work for Melbourne is that Max Gorn starts as a centre half forward, and Brody Grundy starts in the ruck, and then maybe or. They flip over at times to try and confuse the opposition. Grundy can go into the ruck and then Max Gorn plays as a spare behind the footy or or something like that. So, I mean, these are the things that um, obviously the Melbourne coaching staff are um, a lot more intelligent than me in terms of how it works out. And they obviously have a plan in place already. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, two big guys who want to be the number one. Just, I, I just... I don't have reservations but about I don't, it because I don't, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to kill. It's not going to kill their cap. It's not going to kill their I, picks this year. Wait, when you say two big boys, you want to be number one. I, I think that'd I'd, be a conversation that's already happened a fair bit. And I think that Max Gorn. Are, are you talking from an ego point of view? Oh, just the way that they play. Okay. No, no, I don't think okay. Max Gorn or Brody Grundy no. have a, compi- a a big ego about yep. being the, the number one guy. I just think that the way that they play, the style of ruckman that they both are, suits them to be the number one guy. So. Anyway, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe Brody Grundy can can kick twenty goals. Off the text, year, if you think when he's the, resting. If, if you think the two ruckmen at Melbourne can work, you have to say the big two ruckmen at Fremantle will work. I, I I don't think anyone is suggesting that Jackson and Darcy teaming up won't work. Well, I, I know that I don't know about you, Adam, but uh, I I think that Luke Jackson is going to be a very good footballer, and Sean Darcy is a very good footballer. I like what Fremantle are doing. I spoke about this last week. I would just be holding on the Rory Lobb because still their main concern is inside 50 and neither Darcy or Jackson have proven to be able to give you a goal a game. If you yeah. give me 1.2 goals a game, you give us 30 for the year, I think Fremantle legitimately can win the flag. Oh, they'd be wrapped with that. They'd absolutely I would. If, I did, that's yet to do it consistently. It's also if Matt Tabernak can stay fit and stay on the park. Like He is the key to all of this. Matt, if but that's Matt, a big if Matt if. Fife this, doesn't want to play as a full forward just yet in his career. This is why. I know there's frustration. Rory Lobb is frustrated. People off the text are saying Fremantle are bluffing. I would hold Rory Lobb to the contract. Another year. And play him inside 50. You've already got him under contract. You're not convincing him to stay because you've got him under contract. And their best chance to win a premiership is to find someone inside 50 who can kick goals. And I'm not saying Rory Lobb's going to give you 60 goals. I'm simply saying clearly they believe they can afford all these guys under the salary cap. Jackson coming in and holding on to Lobb. Legitimately, they need someone inside 50. And you talk about Matt Tabner, who is talented, but he's been talented for nearly a decade now, and he hasn't consistently been able to stay on the park. But when he was on the park, he was the difference between... how dangerous Fremantle looked as a forward line. So let's just—I mean, let's say he's, let's say he's a hundred percent fit. Yes, and we they hold Rory Lobb to that and say, "Listen, Rory, give us one more year, one more big crack at it. We can win the flag next year if you play as a forward. We're going to have Tabiner down there. We're going to have you permanently as our centre half forward. You don't need to back up in the ruck no. anymore. We've got Jackson as our forward pocket. And I mean, if if Rory Lobb can kick forty goals, which is you know, to he keep well. He averaged under one point seven goals a game. If Rory Lobb kicks up to, forty goals, if he can get up to two a game. Yeah. If Tabiner can do his role in the same thing, and you can get twenty five goals out of Luke Jackson, then we're talking about Fremantle winning potentially. Agreed. A premiership. If next Rory year. Lobb stays and gives forty goals, and Jackson gives a goal a week, and that midfield continues to develop, 
right? And all of a sudden, they're, they're a top four team. Considering they're a second week finals team this year, now Collingwood blowed them away, blew them away. So you're probably a a step and a half away from the final four this year. Although they came oh so close to finishing with the double chance, mm. you. I, this is from a Fremantle point of view. I'd be holding on to Rory Lobb. I spoke about this last week. I get the family situation. I get Rory Lobb wants to head to the Western Bulldogs, and the dogs desperately want him. Uh, well, he reported someone to, said he bought a house over uh, here already. Yeah, look, you want to be confident that the deal gets done. Do you have a house in South Australia as an investment property? No, I did until you did recently. at one point, right? Yeah, yeah, when you were playing for the Western Bulldogs. Yes, I, I assume that when you are a footballer and you've got some money and you're making wise investments. Mm. I don't think Rory Lobb necessarily bought the house to move into just because he wanted to get to Melbourne. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's yeah, like, well, you, you know what? You can always rent it out. Exactly. I, I rented my house out uh, over in Adelaide, and mm-hmm. the capital gains I got over um, a 10-year period were amazing. I think I made about 25 grand. So the Adelaide market was flying <laughs> in that time. <laughs> it's actually going all right at the moment over oh, there You should have sold then, should yeah, you? I sold at the wrong time. Hey, and then th- people started to actually realise it's a desirable place <laughs> to live and started purchasing there. And house prices have gone mad since I sold. So. Uh, one 23 We've got a lot to get into. Let's start with Nick on the Gold Coast. Nick, hello to you. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Fire away. Ben Long. There's a style, mate. What, what's the verdict? What are your thoughts? I, I don't know about you, Adam, but I look, I think he'll end up at the, the Gold Coast Suns. I think there's, is there a three-year deal on the table for him? I, I think that the Gold Coast Suns are working some other things out currently. I think Jack Bowe's situation will start to resolve itself in the next 24 or so hours. I know he toured uh, Hawthorne yesterday, and I think there's a, there's probably a, a growing thought that he'll he'll make his decision, considering that Jack Bowe's makes the decision of where he goes so in the not-too-distant future. And once that sort of starts to roll through, I think uh, Ben Long, um, who wants to be at the Gold Coast, I, I think St Kilda are on the record of saying that there was a there was a deal uh, or a contract in the last three or four months. They're fairly disappointed. I think the age last night might have reported that the Saints wanted pick 25 and then uh, Gold Coast are offering pick 36. Uh, this will get done. There's just some toing and froing, but I think Jack Bowes right now is the main thing for the Gold Coast Suns. But Ben Long will end up with the Gold Coast Suns. I'm pretty confident in that. And what number pick? What do you reckon will get it done? Yeah, I think I think Gold Coast might relent just a little bit. Depends on how the bow situation is. So I reckon 25 is probably about... It might be a tad bit over, but I think 25 probably works, right? It, uh, look, I guess it, it, it does. I guess it depends in my eyes, Adam, what happens for Bo, how it all works out for Bose. Yeah, it's it, that's slightly over considering that Brody Grundy is going to go to a club at pick 27. Yeah, well, ben Long goes at yes. 25. But, you know, yeah, I mean, we sometimes get a bit um, hysterical over a pick between sort of twi- 26 and, and 35 or 36. I mean, you, at, at that stage yeah. of a draft, you, you're picking players who um, a recruiter has seen and likes two or three things of, and you potentially think they're going to turn into a superstar player. So um, at that stage of the draft, when you get into the 30s, it's all about sort of individual players and needs for clubs. So... Um, it's not the it's not a disaster if, if um, Ben Long goes up there for twenty five instead of thirty six. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think the Jack Bowe situation unlocks that. So I, in these situations, I think it was Nick on the Gold Coast. I always think the play ends up. It's just the toing and the throwing, the leveraging. I don't think Ben Long's one of those situations that you need, you know, a full two weeks for. If it hasn't been done by Wednesday morning, you start to raise an eyebrow or two. But that feels like one that almost certainly gets done. Yep. Uh, just off the text. 
uh, Jack Bowe's decision. Look, I think Mark Stevens this morning uh, on radio in Melbourne, RSN, suggested he toured Hawthorne yesterday, and Hawthorne is starting to really um, warm to the idea that he might be going to choose the Hawthorne Football Club. So we might okay. talk on Jack Bowes a little bit later in the show because... Well, 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 let's add him into our mega. You want to add, add him into the mega let's trade? add him into the mega trade this afternoon. You know what I want you to do? I want you to think outside the square and do something that sends... Thanks, Jeansy. A possible superstar to another club. Would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can form that. Like I was only half joking, but here we go. <laughs> hey, for Host Plus, it's trade mornings. Good morning to you, wherever you might be around Australia. Host Plus is an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. We've got a million text messages. We'll get to them. We'll get to the news. We've got the mega trade and plenty more of your calls. one 300 to get involved. I've also formulated Richmond's best 22 post-trade for next season, which I'd like to have a discussion about at some stage. Can, can you also formulate, because we're going to get to the news and we're going to talk a little bit on Zane Cordy, who looks set to join the St Kilda Football Club. Can you formulate the best 22 for St Kilda? I know you were scribbling around yesterday afternoon at home in the home office and you had some confusion, as I did, and a lot of people do, about where St Kilda look yep. and what they do. So can you have a look at that as well? Right, we'll do the Tigers and the Saints oh. best 22 for next year. There we go. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight to get involved. We'll get to your texts and plenty more on the other side of this. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. All thanks to Beaumont Tiles. A little bit of news to kickstart your Wednesday morning. Wherever you might be, you can get involved on the tech 0419 or, of course, one 23 which we'll get back to your calls very shortly. Damien Barrett this morning on the early traders called for Essendon President David Byram to stand down oh after outgoing CEO Andrew Thorburn lasted just the one day in the job, of course. He was announced as a CEO on Monday. He resigned yesterday after his position as chair of a controversial Christian church came to light. Uh, a little more on the park related. Zane Cordy, premiership player for the Western Bulldogs. He's going to join St Kilda as an unrestricted free agent this week. Of course, he'll make the switch. They've identified him as a defensive option for them. Keep the first goal, the 2016 grand final, Zane Cordy. So he has the ability to be well, able to... Bit of chicken on that bone. To swing, absolutely. Swing uh, forward if needed. He played 118 games, of course. He was a father-son selection in 2014. So premiership player, three... Year deal reported at the St Kilda Football Club. So good news there for Zane Cordy, who you would think with Liam Jones coming in. Squeezed out. Going to be squeezed out quite possibly and doesn't really have the ability to go forward to the dogs with their jam-packed forward line that a lot of people expect will include Rory Lobb. And T, uh, talking about the dogs, Liam Jones, as I said. There we go. Three-year deal, unrestricted free agent. He returns to the club. Uh, of course, the uh, the vaccine mandate at the start of last year in the end and his status meant that he had to quit the Carlton Football Club, but he is back less than 12 months later. So there you go. So you're happy with that dog's back six now? So Keith ended up mm-hmm. out of the side towards the back end of the year. They seem to have fallen in love with Ryan Gardner mm-hmm. as they hold down that key defensive post and Cordy at times was back there and um, you mentioned as there's no room up, up forward for him. 
where does it leave the dogs now with Liam Jones? Well, I don't Jones? know. You tell no, me. No, you tell me because well, you love the dogs. Just quickly, I'll correct myself. First Bulldogs goal in the grand final. Luke Parker oh. the first goal being told. But, yes, I meant the first Bulldogs goal of the year. So, as a granny. Um, Not a lot of chicken on that boat. No, there, there wasn't. I, well, I, I, it all depends, okay? We got a billion texts yesterday when we were talking about Rory Lobb. Does it launch him into the four? Well, I, well this is the thing I... I just don't know what they're going to do. Rory Lobb, I think, will end up at the football club, okay? I don't believe that Fremantle should let him go. I think the best thing for their premiership chances is to hold him to his contract. But I think too much water has passed under the bridge. I think he'll end up in the red, white, and blue, which makes me think Luke Beveridge, and I don't think AFL clubs do this enough. Luke Beveridge is going to think outside the square, and everyone continues. We spoke about it really early on in the piece. Well, it looks to me that Aaron Norton's going to go back, okay? And everyone Don't says, say it. well, everyone, this is, well, then what happens here? Right? What, what happens? Do you play Lobb, Norton, Jamara, Darcy? Darcy Josh you Bruce. got Tim English. <laughs> Josh Bruce should be looking for, he if I'm Fremantle. He should go back to St. Gilda. It, well, if I'm Fremantle, I'm asking for Josh Bruce at, at a minimum. Now, he may not want to go to the football club, and he's got to allow time to come off an ACL. The big boys traditionally take a little while, and I get it, but... This is the thing. Is Bevo going to think so far outside the square? He's like, I am putting a very, very good forward back. I don't disagree that Aaron Norton would be a very good intercept defender. I just think he's already a very, very good forward line player inside 50. So uh, clearly the Bulldogs are working on something that is going to be a little bit different and look different to this year, which they have to do considering they only just scraped into the eight in a year that many people thought they were going to be good. Look, maybe... They're working on, and they trialed early on Sam Darcy as a defender. Yes. But he, he he's going to be a gun key forward. Norton is already a gun key forward. Jamara Hagen is going to be a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, and Josh Bruce, I think, well, definitely has to be squeezed out of this situation. They either turn Josh Bruce into a centre-half back, play Jamara Hagen as a winger, and then squeeze Rory Lobb, Sam Darcy, and Aaron Norton into the forward line. I think that makes more sense than sending Aaron Norton back. Now, he, you're right. He is pretty creative. But if, if if they are going to let Rory Lobb go, Josh Bruce has got to look at this situation and the rest of his career and think, well, what, what, how am I going to finish off here at the Dogs? Am I going to get a game above Lobb? Am I going to get a game above Hugo Hagen, above Darcy, above Norton? Would I fit well in Fremantle's forward line and potentially play in a, a premiership in the next couple of years if I go west with Jackson, Tabana, me as a centre-half mm-hmm. forward? That's a potential um, move that he's going to have to think about if the Rory Lobb deal um, does go through. So and he would have, he'd be thinking about this already. Uh, most sure. certainly would have to. And look, off the text, this is from Dom in Armstrong Creek. He's been telling you, he says, <laughs> Norton, Gardner, Jones playing to set Mark, Lobb, Jamara, Bruce up forward, Darcy playing a role where, wherever you want to play him. So you tell me this, just simple yes or no, okay, based on this text. Norton, Gardner, Jones, Lobb, Bruce, Darcy, English. Can you play all of those guys in the one team? In the way that the AFL is played today, where speed at different times can be the difference. And if you have a look at Geelong, look at Geelong. They, they changed their game plan in 2022 to take the game on a little bit more. They were quicker through some of their kids who pushed back up. Next thing you know, they're playing a much more aggressive game plan, in particular with the stand rule, which yeah. encourages teams to take the game on. 
all those men just mentioned there in the same 22. Can you see it? I think you can play them all. Yeah. So you can play So you, you play Bruce, and then what, Darcy's just a floating second ruckman and just goes wherever? No, no, sorry. You can't play Bruce and Darcy. Okay. You've got to pick between one of those two, I think, because you can have three tall key backs because mm-hmm. you can have two lockdowns and one interceptor. That's that's fine. There's no dramas there. Like Geelong are quite a tall, uh, cumbersome backline. So and, and they got the job done in more ways than one. So you, you can. And but the the uh, the issue I have with that forward line, um, Dom, if you have Lob Mara and Josh Bruce forward, all three of those are inconsistent forwards. Mm-hmm. Aaron Norton is not. He doesn't have many bad games, and his bad games he'll kick you a couple. Rory Lobb's good games he kicks you a couple. Jamar Hagen has had a couple of breakout games this year where he's kicked a bag of five, but it's inconsistent because he's young. He has to stay as a forward because he's the only guy you can rely on at the moment. I, I agree. I just think I, I have that feeling. I have that real feeling. He's going to do what people don't want him to do, which is Kinda. what he's done since he started coaching. But you know what? By thinking outside the square, that's how Luke Beveridge delivered that premiership in 2016 and, and, and went so close. Well, when I say so close, they were a quarter and a half away yep. uh, in 2021. So he's done He's done the unthinkable with the Western Bulldogs in two years and then got them to a grand final mm-hmm. twice, uh, both times not finishing in the top eight. He's got to get a side settled to give them an opportunity to finish in the four. They've, so still, he, they've a, never finished top four. He's a magician in motivation and getting players to a level where they believe that they can win a premiership from any position. But I think he experiments throughout the year with players in different positions and Trelaw, and we've seen Libba being squeezed out of centre bounce. That costs consistency throughout the year, which is probably the reason why they haven't finished top four. He needs to get a side that he believes in that's settled for the majority of the year so they can finish top four. And then he doesn't have to worry about the magic potion that's going to get these guys up each week and each week and each week. They get the double chance. If you win one, you have a week off and then you're fresh and, and ready to go and have a real crack at a grand final rather than flying 14 million kilometres around the country mm-hmm. to try and win one over in Perth. And keeping in mind, too, that they just lost their best and fairest. Well, they haven't officially lost their best and fairest winner, but Josh Dunkley looks fairly set to head to the Brisbane Football Which Club I, as well. I don't think is – he's an unbelievable player, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily the most negative thing in the world because it gives the opportunity for Trelaw to get back into the midfield. It gives Libba the opportunity to play there and to put his head in the hole for 90, 100 minutes of a game instead of 70 or 80 and being squeezed out here, there and everywhere. So settle the midfield lineup. And Dunkley was playing so well that he's got to be in there which squeezes Trelaw to a half-back at times and a half-forward and Libba playing at half-forward, where, where those guys just want to be in the midfield and run around and do their do their best. So, um, yeah, they'll lose Dunkley. They'll get well compensated for it. And then I think it could help the Western Bulldogs settle them, which is a, which sounds like I'm being critical on Josh Dunkley, but I'm not. I'm just thinking about the overall lineup of the dogs. That's the Beaumont Tiles news update. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Let's go to Matthew and Carlton just quickly. We'll get to the uh, more of your calls shortly. We've got the best 22 for Richmond and St Kilda. Can you put together for tomorrow the best 22 for the Western Bulldogs? Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Round one. Does it include Rory Lobb? That's an early question. I'll do a speculative post-trade okay. 22, which includes Rory Lobb. There you go. Matthew and Carlton. Matty, good morning to you. Fire away. Hey, boys. Uh, mad blue bagger here. <laughs> um, I've actually heard a rumour about 
Tick Seven and Jake Bowers to Carlton, Karen Thomas to Gold Coast, and Matthew Owies to North Melbourne. Um, is there any truth to that? You guys heard anything there? And uh, I just want to see what you r- 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 reckon of that one. I reckon there's almost no chance, mainly because they're trying to salary dump the Gold Coast Suns when it comes to Jack Bowes. And Taryn Thomas has spoken about a fair bit in the last 24 hours, is on a fairly decent pay packet at North Melbourne. So essentially they would be pretty much taking in a slightly little bit less cash, but not a great deal. So if you're, if you're salary dumping for one particular reason, there's no use to then replace it with someone like a Taryn Thomas who is on a lot. So I think Jack Bowes, of course, he gets to make the decision. He's in such a Isn't interesting yeah. position. It's a great position to be Matty, in. He's got the little number seven attached well, to him, which makes him even more enticing. The money keeps getting deferred. He's reported to be owed about one and a half million over the next two years, and he gets to choose the club he goes to. Yep. Uh, Mark Stevens, as I said earlier, RSN Radio in Melbourne this morning, suggesting that Hawthorne, uh, a bullish after he toured yesterday. Geelong have been into him, as we've heard, for the last three or four months. And I guess the question, too, he, he, he hasn't had a great deal of success at the Gold Coast Suns from a team perspective. Yep. So he's balancing up. Does he go to a club, say, like Geelong, that are really good, but there's no guarantees he's going to get a straight-up regular round one? Would he be in their midfield or in their team in round one next year? Not in the midfield. Well, no. would he be in the team? I think he might slide into the 22. Okay. Be pu- pushing for selection, yeah, you would say. No doubt, pushing for selection. He doesn't need the money. His family are loaded. Are they? They've got a very successful wireless headphone business. Time for a break. You've had a pretty good first 30 odd minutes <laughs> and then you drop that gear. And it makes me nervous about your mega, mega trade. If you're in this mood, he's in. What type of stuff are you going to roll with there? But there you go. Jack Bowes in, is in a pretty good position from a personal situation. And we do expect clarify you know, him to clarify in the next sort of 24 hours uh, what club he wants to get to, which is pretty much what club he will get to. Wherever he decides, he'll end up there. He Trade... won't go to Carlton, though. They're paying half their list a million bucks already. No, I, 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 I don't think so. And I, again, I, again, I would be very surprised if the Carlton Football Club ended up with Jack Bowes. A trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Adam Cooney and Cam Luke, it is all thanks to Host Plus Trade Mornings. I've never seen a text machine light up like that, to be fair. Uh, and majority of them said, well, I've seen this a fair bit, stuff Cam Luke, <laughs> love the joke, Adam Cooney. So the Bose gag went down well yes. with many, Thank many you. Thank you. A lot football of it, fan uh, around the nation. flown over the heads of a few. But, I mean, that's the sort of crisp stuff that I come up with during this yeah. trade radio period. That's why uh, well, the mega trade is so successful yeah. every day and only receives uh, positive feedback. Mega trade? And best 22 for St Kilda. St Kilda, unless it's Sydney. St Kilda and Richmond are not too far away. Now, just quickly off the text. And a few people are pointing this out. I think we're all forgetting Bruce kicked 50 goals last year. Give the guy a break. He had a big preseason coming off an ACL. I, I'm not disagreeing with that theory. I'm not dis- disagreeing with that theory at all. But the Bulldogs clearly are going to get help and don't necessarily buy into the fact that Bruce can get his best football back or they wouldn't be going heaven and earth and moving it to be yeah. able to get Rory Lobb in. So I don't disagree. I'll say, thanks, Rory. We don't yeah. need you because we've got We're a 50-goal forward and we've got a 60-goal forward yeah. there. Who was brilliant. He was outstanding last year. When he, what, he 50, 47 goals, ACL, unfortunately, and you've got to give. I agree. You've got to give time to these bigger guys 
Hitwood's a perfect example of it. Hopefully he goes to another level next year for the Lions. You've got to give them some time. But the issue is that the Dogs now have Jamara, who had an outstanding second half of the year for the expectations. Darcy, who was brilliant and changed a game in the last round against Hawthorne when they were struggling. And now Rory Lobb, who essentially have come over the top of him. Do you think Jamara Eugle Hagen could be a winger? Does he? Do you mean? Do you think he has? Do I think he has the skill set to be a winger? Yes. Do I think he has the motor? Not even close. And I think that if you look at it, they're in they're in a situation where they think they can win the flag, right? You'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. So to win the flag and the way Jamar has played his footy this particular year, it's inside fifty. So he may turn into a winger with the skill set and the and and the way that he kicks the football in particular, but I don't think that's in two thousand and twenty three. So what is he coming in? Is this his third or f- third th- year coming third into year. it? Yep. Yeah. So he probably needs another big like one or two huge preseasons to get to that peak level of fitness. So he should be out after four or five years. So different different situation. I get it, but you've often spoke about how long it takes a midfielder to be able to build a, an AFL relative yeah. tank, right? I was fat though when I got drafted, so it took me a bit longer. <laughs> Not fat, chubby. It's just a bit a bit more to love than the the average midfielder that gets drafted. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight one three hundred. 235548 to get involved. You can get off the text as well. 0419187323. You ready for this? I'm always ready for your theories. All right. No, this is not a theory for me. Yeah. Okay, fellas, I've got a trade for you. You guys shot me down yesterday with Georgiatis to Essendon and took it he took it personally. <laughs> I didn't take it personally <laughs> at all. Uh, I don't Essendon, even know Mitch Essendon, Essendon Nabos and seven, then on trade seven with picks four and a future first. To the West Coast for Barras. Hang on a minute. So seven, seven and four for Barras. Yeah. Oh boy. Best and fairest winner at the West Coast Eagles. Really the one shining light in a pretty disappointing year for the Eagles. Essendon get the fullback they need, and West Coast get a start to rebuild. Ah, oh, just I mean the initial thoughts are it's a lot to be paying for Tom Barras. I mean we're talking um, two top ten picks. Uh, that's sort of. Uh, Luke Jackson is probably not even going to fetch that much. Had an outstanding year, Barras. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Outstanding year. Uh, Andrew Gaff said he should have been in double figures for the Brownlow. I don't think that uh, West Coast I, Eagles got double figures total for their true. team. True. I, 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 I don't disagree with that Andrew Gaff was trying to suggest. But, you know, defensive players or key position players don't get them. I, he look, had a good year. He had an outstanding year. He didn't make All-Australian, did he? He didn't, but... The the fact is with with Barras, occasionally the All Australian selectors, and I don't say this is incorrect. I'm simply saying that winning games Help. does factor in, and I think with a couple of defenders, that's exactly what it uh, it helped with them to be able to get into the team. He was under a great deal of pressure as well. That ball was flying inside the uh, the Eagles' defensive fifty on a great. He had an outstanding year. What happens to West Coast backline if Tom Barras? Well, that's leaves? the point, right? <laughs> that that that's that's the point. I, I think there's no chance that happens. Well, he, None. Was it Kane that spoke about the other morning whose Eagles Guernsey would you buy? Yes. Or that number that you'd have on the back? Yes. Well, he'd be on the podium for West Coast Eagles be supporters close to at the moment. So, yeah, you'd, uh, you wouldn't give him up. But, and even saying you could pick uh, seven and four is 
too much to pay if you're Essendon. Like they've got a, a couple of good key developing uh, backs at the moment. They just need to put on a little bit more size. I think Zach Reed uh, will be a player of the future. They've got a lot of 200-centimetre guys that they're developing, which mm-hmm. generally take a little bit longer than most, than your 185 midfielder. Interesting 12 months for the Essendon Football Club, and I'm talking on field. 12 months. It's know. been an interesting 20 years. No, well, it's been, it has been, but it, just interesting to see everything that's happening in the off-season. Does it affect the players? Does it affect the players, Adam? I, I know you probably haven't been in a situation as to to this level of, of, of I guess, disruption, but does it affect the players when you go back to pre-season? They're probably used to it by now, to be honest with you. Um and players like Dyson Heppel, who's been there through the saga of 2012, it's probably just another day at the office for him when it comes to the Essendon Footy Club. But I, I think it affects them uh, to a point where they would just be thinking and probably be embarrassed mm-hmm. like the supporters are about what's going on at the club at the moment and the way the Ben Rutten situation was handled um, and then the, the late throw at the stumps for Alastair Clarkson and then this CEO appointment um, – Xavier Campbell, the chief, leaving. And then, obviously, the new appointment lasting 30 hours. So they would just be thinking, what is, what is going on upstairs at this footy club? Downstairs has had its issues as well. So, it's, but in terms of like the, how you, how, the way you train and you conduct yourself at the club, it probably doesn't make a lot of difference. They'd just be embarrassed, I think, to wake up as Essendon people like most of the supporters are. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Joseph in Mildura. Tom Mitchell on the agenda. Take it away. Um, I was just wondering if Tom Mitchell has gone to Collingwood or anyone. He hasn't gone to Collingwood yet. I, I do believe he'll probably end up there. And I think this was sort of spoken about uh, yesterday a little bit. I, I think the fact is that uh, Hawthorne and the way that they're looking to go forward and Tom Mitchell... Probably not. Well, it certainly doesn't feel like it's in the plans of the Hawthorne Football Club. Whatever money they actually pay, uh, Hawthorne might actually pay some money for Tom Mitchell. It might offset the money that Collingwood's playing for Brody Grundy. So it might end up being a, uh, a balancing act there. So Grundy out, Mitchell in. Uh, I think he'll end up at Collingwood. I just think there's, when it comes to smoke and fire and all the rest of it, Adam, I think Tom Mitchell will end up at the, the Collingwood Football Club in the end. It's uh, a pick that would be required that they don't have at the moment, mm-hmm. the pies. So they've got 16 and that ain't going there for Tom no, Mitchell at the moment. And then you have to go down to the midway point of the third round. So they've got two picks at 50 and 51. You'd think that the Hawks would want something higher than that. Probably. Do they may, maybe um, split 50 and 51 to get into the mid thirties for Possibly. Tom Mitchell? That, 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 that feels about right as well. That That's probably where they'll be. And obviously they, they're getting, um, Obviously, Grundy. So, you know, if that's a 27. Yeah, I'd still think that... Still a bit high. They wouldn't want to give that away, I don't think, for Tom Mitchell. When Hawthorne aren't that keen to keep him at all. Mm-hmm. So it's somewhere... I mean, as I said, split that 50 and 51, yep. you get into the mid-30s and, and that would be it. And as I have said the entire way through, the entire way through, Grundy and Dugowie could have both started the football club, okay? So the grundy Dugowie situation are not related. Collingwood have said... This is how it's going to play out. We're going to go with Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox. We want McStay. We want Bobby Hill into our football club, of which they've done both. And then they're going to, if it is Tom Mitchell, that's who they have chosen rather than Grundy. I'm not saying that's wrong or right. I'm simply saying that's how it plays out from the outside looking in financially. So I think Tom Mitchell will end up at the football club, and I think the Pies will be fairly happy what, what happens 
but we've got a week left. I think they'll get all the guys that they uh, wanted to a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Um, bad hypothetical from me coming up. What happens if Darcy Cameron gets injured? Uh, well, well, then you. I'm touching what it doesn't happen. Yeah, so am I. Well, then you got McStay and Mason Cox. Mason Cox and you got, is your man. you got Kruger that probably heads into the middle of the ground as well. Athletic, younger guy that probably plays a little bit in the ruck as well. But that's that's what they probably do, that, and that, that's what they are banking on. Keeping in mind Cameron and Cox. What did you think of the second well, sort of back third of the year with with Cameron and Cox? I mean, well, I didn't think the team was great. Up. Yeah, the team was great. They were not. The team weren't great. The team were unbelievable. Okay, you're right. The team was incredible. <laughs> yes. They finished. Six points away from having a week off, and they finished one point off, making a grand final, yeah. at least, you know, two points off. Aiden Begg's another guy there, our man out the back, Sam Watson, who is a hardcore Pies buy, fan, is telling us. I say, you'd have to be hardcore but so, to come up with Aiden Begg. And it, this is why they would be very comfortable with the decision around Brody Grundy that they've made. Because I, I can't find a – I actually, off the top of my head, can't think of a game where Cox and Cameron won the ruck the duel. In the second half of the year. I'm not saying they were disgusting. I'm simply saying the other ruck were traditionally pretty good, be it yeah. one or two. I but in the th- end, this all they, nearly, up, won, they yeah. nearly made a grand final. And, and honestly, had they beaten the Cats, you probably think they might have stolen it. Yeah, and there's a good one off the text coming through. Uh, Mike from Packenham, the Pies are willing to move on Grundy because of the forgotten man Kruger, which you mentioned. So Cameron and Kruger to share the ruck work and both capable forwards. Uh, Mike seems mm-hmm. to think that Cox will only play when one of those two don't. So Kruger True. surpassing Mason Cox next year for um, Pies fans. What do you think of that? Well, I think that's probably what they're thinking. Regard Injury or likewise, I think they've got to probably look to know the next two or three years Mason Cox isn't going to be their guy due to his age. Well, I'm not saying not next year, but I also think they're thinking, well, we've got Kruger there. We've got Big. What did he play two or three games in this particular year? We've got guys who are younger who are going to be able to fit the profile of where we believe our team and where the ruck game is going in the AFL. And off the text, if the Hawks get bows, then Mitchell will be traded instantly. There you go. That's, that's a really good point as well. Played a couple of games. They reckon he was down on his hands and knees with Craig McRae, just um, hoping for more opportunities. Well, thanks to Host Plus, it's trade mornings, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. There'll be people who will text in now on 0419187323. And if, don't, don't get the gag. I got the gag, just didn't like it. <laughs> the Trade Rewind for Pazload. All new Pazload Trim Master, built to perform. Reliability, comfort, performance, in store now. The all new Pazload TriMaster, built to perform. Reliability, comfort, performance, it's in store now and it's Trade Rewind. And it's taken a couple of days. In fact, it's taken nearly two weeks, Adam, for us to get to this particular Trade Rewind, which... The Trade Radio digital crew want us to have an opinion on, and I am 100% refusing to buy into it. So I'm just going to read out what happened Uh in 2007, and that is it. The Chris Judd trade. Carlton received Chris Judd, of course, a Brownlow medalist and a premiership player by that stage. Pick 46, which they turned in to Dennis Armfield, who played 145 games. They'd enrolled in Josh Kennedy, who oh, turned in. I thought that was it, just the Judd Armfield <laughs> One of the greatest Eagles of all time. Pick three, Chris Marston, played 215 games and uh, pick 20, uh, which they didn't get a great deal out of, but that is the trade, the Chris Judd trade all those years ago, which undoubtedly, undoubtedly worked perfectly 
for both clubs. And I refuse to give <laughs> any type of answer to the question of which they want us to answer, which hand won the trade, which I say, who cares? I think Eagles and Blues fans both would be very happy with what happened in the off-season at 07. Depends how you measure success, really, doesn't it? Is it delivering the ball to the midfield? Is it kicking the goals after the ball's delivered to the midfield? No, Is it winning a Brownlow? Don't ask me the question. Don't ask me the question. If you've got the question, just the answer. Well, what is it? <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, a premiership medal is bigger than a Brownlow, which means there's more gold in it, I think. So it's probably worth more. The all-new Passload <laughs> Trim Master, built to perform reliability, Good comfort, now, performance in store now. Used it a few times. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight to get involved. Here you go. Other, off the text as well. Are the Lions going to do anything anytime soon? Well, they are. They're going to get Josh Dunkley. They lost McStay. They'll get a compensation pick, or they are receiving compensation yeah, pick. What do they need to do, the Lions? Well, they just need to get Josh Dunkley in, right? Yeah. And they've, they've got the best midfielder coming mm-hmm. in, so they just got to ensure they've got enough points for yep. for Ashcroft. I don't think they. Particularly, oh, the, the Gunston. They got Gunston. That's done. But th- that's that's Dunston. That that stuff. That stuff's all going to be. They'll they'll trade Gunston. It'll be a low pick. G- give me give me a pick. What Gunston will be because they they don't want to just. We spoke about this last week. They just don't want to get Gunston well, as them. a free agent because then they lose the mixed day compensation. So it is. Talk to me. Keeping in mind that traditionally, seventy three. Yeah, look, that sounds ridiculous. For someone of Jack Gunston's caliber, but the precedent has kind of been set in the past. You know, and probably I mentioned the, the Brian Lake one earlier. You know, Luke Hodge was very low. I know he'd retired, but you still, you know, Sam Mitchell wasn't a great. Like they, these are these just happens in the AFL when Jack Gunston makes that decision, and it's just quite simply in a situation where it's like, you know what, we're not going to sit here and thrash it away. Just give us whatever you. Yeah, kind well, of want. But Jack Gunson, whatever Jack Gunson gets traded for officially, he is worth more. Absolutely. But so then the next pick prior to that is round three, mm-hmm. uh, Brisbane with 46, which is like the, the pick tied to Port Adelaide. So, mm-hmm. and Brisbane don't really need to do that, do they? If the, well, the, with the mid 70s, can you, can you do any, you can't do anything from a Hawthorne perspective. It's very hard nowadays to be able to... You just have to accept that and move on. Yeah, probably. And again, that's well and truly unders. It's well and truly unders, certainly, for Jack Gunston. Because he's unrestricted. Unrestricted. So they so... can get him as a free agent, but for people who may not be aware, if you lose a free agent, which they did, Dan McStay, but they bring a free agent in, then essentially the compensation gets wiped out, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm on the record of saying I'm not a huge fan of the AFL compensation rules, but in the end, um, that's the way that it is. So that's why Brisbane will be looking to uh, get Gunston in at a very low trade. It'll happen as we head towards the deadline. Dunkley might be a little more complicated. I think they offered for a future first rounder for Dunkley early doors. I think it's going to be a little bit more than that. The guy did just win the best and fairest. Had an outstanding season. Was really good last year as well on a team that went to a grand final. He's a premiership player and he's not that old. Is this a second and a first? I, I think so. I, I think if you're in... The, their, their complication is that they've got Ashcroft and Fletcher that they've got to make sure they've got points for yep. to be able to get involved. That's why the, the talk about him getting involved, them getting involved in Jack Bowes last week made a little bit of sense. Yep. Now, does Bowes want to go to the Brisbane Lions? Well, 
clearly he doesn't look like he does, but that was kind of floated, which wasn't the worst idea. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Tom is in Lismore. That's a, just quickly before we get to Tom in about ten seconds time. You are in the second half of this show going to put yourself in Jack Bowes' shoes. A couple of people asking if you can put yourself in Jack Bowes' shoes and sort of run through the pros and cons of some of these clubs that are obviously very interested in him. So we'll get to that in the next hour as well as the best 22 for Richmond and St Kilda plus the mega, mega trade. But firstly, Tom is in Lismore. Hello, Tom. Hey, mate. How you going? Good, buddy. Fire away. All right. So I just uh, had a bit of a theory about... Gold Coast wanting to do a bit more of a salary dump and clear up some room. Do you reckon, because they want picks as well, is there any chance that behind the scenes there could be a trade to St Kilda for Ben King for pick nine and a, and a salary dump? No, absolutely not. Sorry, Tom. Mm-hmm. I know the, there's a few St Kilda staunch supporters in this office and um, they're trying to run into the office and weasel mm. Ben King into their best 22 mm-hmm. for the next couple of years for St Kilda as well. But uh, at this stage, uh, if you're the Gold Coast Suns, uh, Isaac Rankin's leaving. Uh, you've got a salary dump, Jack Bowes. You're not giving away you're Ben not. King. You're absolutely you're not. Considering so much of what they expect their success in the next decade hinges around Ben King. Yeah who is a very good footballer. We're going to need to take some time when you have that injury like he has, as we've been talking a little bit on. But because he did it at the time he did, he's had 12 months. So you wouldn't expect him, while it might take some time for him into the new year to get going, you expect him to play some pretty good footy next year. Mind you, their inside 50 worked pretty well this year. The well, they had the uh, the backup mm-hmm. uh, duo of mm-hmm. Marbio Chol and Levi Casbolt, who everyone just knew were going to explode. And have a great year together for the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> See, they did well, didn't they? one 2355 one to get involved. Very quick break. Best 22 at both Richmond and St Kilda. The mega, mega trade. You're going to put yourself in Jack Bowes' shoes as well. And plenty more. It's the mornings as we fire up officially day number four of the trade period. We do it all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. That's a plus for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. That's right. All thanks to Host Plus. This is Trade Mornings. Adam Cooney and Cam Luke. And that's a plus for Host Plus. Liam Jones rejoining the Western Bulldogs. Great story, of course, 12 months ago. Looked like his AFL career was done. He reinvigorated his career as a defender at the Blues. And then it looked like it had been finished before it was meant to. And then that three-year deal uh, to end up at the Western Bulldogs. So a big plus. That's a plus for Host Plus. Liam Jones rejoining the Western Bulldogs on a three-year deal. Well, thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. All right. Best 22 time. We've got a big last hour. Big hour ahead of us. Best 22s for both Richmond and St Kilda. We've got the mega, mega trade. And you're going to put yourself in Jack Bowes' shoes as he tries to work his way into what club he decides to play for in 2023. You want to do a best 22 here? I'll start with the Tigers, I think. Given they've got uh, two big names that 
are going to be at Richmond next year in the middle of the ground. I think the Hopper deal will get done. Okay, also, I agree. Uh, I'll start with the back six, mm-hmm. as we traditionally do. Uh, Vlostone, Bolter, Grimes is my full back line. Dan Rioli, Robbie Tarrant, and Liam Baker are my halfback flankers. McIntosh on the wing. Prestia in the guts. Jaden Short I've got on the other wing. Dustin Martin starting at half forward. Jack Rewalt, centre-half forward. Shea Bolton, half-forward flank in the pockets. I've got Noah Cumberland. I think he made some terrific strides forward this year. Tom Lynch and Morris Rioli round out my six. Nank in the ruck, and then Taranto and Hopper in the guts. Interchange. Hit me. Miller as an extra tall. I've got Trent Cotchin just edged out Jack Graham on the pine. Marlon Pickett and Nathan Broad is my final defensive rotation. First things first, it is a nice-looking 22 on paper, a team that had they not let themselves down in a couple of games that they had control of. To be fair, they probably get the double chance this year rather than having to go to the Gabatois mm. and getting controversially defeated in that elimination final. Uh, who, who have you got just missing out? Graham, as you mentioned, yep. you traded Jack Ross yesterday, although... Yep. He's unlucky. The idea is that he looks like he's he's still going to be there. You've traded Ivan Soldo as well. Yes, Soldo's gone. I've got uh, Jack Ross's unlucky. Yes. Uh, also Jack Graham and Tyler Sonsi, who played some good games this year. So uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty good looking twenty two that have another crack at it in season twenty twenty three. I think um, with the retirements of of Lambert and Edwards is. Some experience and, and class gone. I understand that. But that's offset by the two big dogs coming in through the middle of the ground. So, I mean, this 22 on paper is is juicy. The, is. I think the, the depth maybe drops away a little bit from there in terms of previous years from Richmond. It was one in, one out. I think this best 22 is good and the 25 extends out to that. Then they've got a bit of a void after that with some players that have been on the list for a while but haven't been able to break into what has been them an amazing team over the last five or six years. So, um, yeah, it looks good. It looks solid if they can stay out on the park. Um, they go again, top eight, top four, who knows? You don't know with the Tigers and what they're going to produce. A lot comes down, uh, uh, obviously, to Dustin Martin and how refreshed he is, how fit he is. Does he want to play midfield? Is he going to play forward? How much of the season is he actually going to play? That's a big question mark. Depth is an interesting one when it comes to professional sport, and in this case, AFL, because... Depth is, I understand why and where the depth chart actually sits. And you look at some of the depth of the Richmond Football Club, for example, and you're like, oh, here we go. They're not high. When you're at a football club that has such a strong 22 and you're pushing players like Graham and Ross, Graham a two-timer, Ross who played 15 games, probably six or seven of them as sub uh, without having the actual numbers in front of me. You start to be like, okay, then you get into 25, 26, where you're not expecting these guys who get opportunities, and they will, because that's how the AFL works, where opportunities or form or whatever presents themselves. Then you're not asking the 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st players to come in and have a major, major impact, which allows them to, ironically, ease the pressure a little bit, and then they have pretty good impacts. I think Carl, uh, Geelong's a really good example of this, right? Yeah. The guys who came in this year and we were surprised by, we shouldn't be overly surprised by, because the top end is so talented, you aren't asking guys to come in and get 15, 20, 25 touches, bob up and kick. You're not asking them to win games. 
You're just asking them to play their role, which allows them, ironically, a bit more ease to play their role really well. So I think you'll find that with Richmond. On paper, you might go, oh, hang on, there's a drop away from 27, 28, 29, 30, when really, because they, the upper depth and upper talent is creme de la creme, it takes so much of the pressure off the guys on the periphery. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. And some of those, because of Richmond had so many injuries, again, some of those younger players got a few opportunities this year and showed that they will be players of the future. I mean, we saw a bit of Collier Dawkins. Uh, hey, Gibkiss is a really down. good one coming off the off text. Off the text. I had Gibkiss uh, in above Robbie Tarrant, um, but I was talked out of it by a few staunch Richmond supporters. So I'm happy to flip him in because he did have an amazing um, uh, first year of footy. So uh, if if the overwhelming theme is Gibkiss comes in over Robbie Tarrant, um, then I'm happy to make that switch. See, when we're talking about depth, already you're talking Ross, Graham and Gibkiss outside of your 22. And if it's not Ralph Gibkiss, Smith. Ralph Smith's another guy. Or then all of a sudden it is someone like um, Tarrant who's on the outside looking in. You know what I mean? And there's your depth. All of a sudden you're... You're 26, 27 deep, and these are players who are legitimate, if not premiership players, have been on the cusp of being really good footballers. Uh, in Robbie Tarrant's case, for for a long period of time, yeah, I think it's a couple of people off the text saying they can't cope. Please no, not another <laughs> Richmond flag. But I just yeah, I don't think they're dropping away significantly. No, they're in, not in season 2023. Having a look at this, and they've done a really good job. And this is what the best teams and the way that different clubs go about it now of being able to regenerate. They had a disappointing 2021. They had a decision to make 12 months ago. They made it. The guys like Bolton, Rioli, all of a sudden stand up. Bolton's been there for a few extra years. We know how good he is. Tom Lynch, well, his second half of the year, he was almost the best forward in the game. Uh, Jack Revolt's a perfect foil. Cumberland comes through and does his thing. And then you add Hopper and Taranto. And they did all of it last year and majority of this year where they were really dangerous without Dusty Martin. He, he's the best X factor in the game. Oh, there's no doubt. He's just the best player in the game and has proved that on the biggest stage. Off the text, Sam Banks is going to be the best of the lot. Well, there you go. There's a name for the future. Sam Banks, 19 years old, 187 centimetres, listed at 71 kegs. So uh, big preseason in the steel room coming up for, for Sammy. Uh, from He's a Tassie boy in the 29-20-21 draft. So... Hopefully uh, we see a bit more of him. Hopefully a potential star again for Richmond. one 300 one Tigers fans, we want to hear from you on the back of the best 22 in round one for the Richmond Football Club next year when they take on the Blues. I know that the fixture is still a couple of months from being released, but I assume that that's still going to be opening Thursday on night. a Thursday night. A Wednesday night's the opener, isn't it? Yeah. Well, who knows? Well, only last once. The crowd was a little low. To be fair, uh, who won this year? Geelong and Sydney. Well, that, that's what should open the season. I've had this discussion a million times. The, the, on the Thursday. On the well, Make it on a Wednesday night if you want. So I think Thursday night works well for Carlton and Richmond. If the AFL don't believe it does, and that's why the, the Dogs' D's crowd was a little low, so be it. But I, I think a, a premiership kickstarter of the year. Imagine Geelong and Sydney down at GMHBA. Will their redevelopments be done by round one next year? Uh, you You're a Geelong boy. I wouldn't think so. Towards the end of the season, uh, they were just sort of beginning phases of uh, laying the slab. 
Okay, well so then, the odds might, are that it won't be done. It might be a bit off. <laughs> uh, we'll get to a break. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. 48 You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. All thanks to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Adam Cooney and Cam Luke at his trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. We'll get to the news very shortly. Firstly, Jamie's in Brisbane on 1300 Adam Cooney's just dropped his best 22 round one for the Tigers in 2023. And this is all around a Richmond. Jamie, take it away. Hey, lad. Um, yeah, I'm mad. Richmond supporter, Cooney. I love the 22. Just question... Um, I suppose, why aren't we offering up Riley Collier-Dawkins um, as trade, especially to try and get Hopper in? He sort of just hasn't come on over the last few years and thought we'd be looking to offload him. Well, he's only young, so he's had a brief um, stint at senior footy, Riley Collier-Dawkins, 2021, a handful of games and only a couple uh, this season. So I guess maybe they want to keep him, they, they see him as filling a spot. And if he wants to be patient in the next uh, couple of years, uh, Cochin uh, coming to the end and mm. obviously Edwards and Lambert retiring at the end of uh, this season. So, uh, but if you, uh, if you want to get a player like Jacob Hopper in, Jamie, you, you're going to have to um, pay up because he is in contract. So it's going to have to be a, a heavy first round player and then something else. And as you well said, with that. you suggested solo yesterday. I said solo because, uh, GWS are continually looking to solve the ruck issue that they've had since Shane Mumford retired and then came back and retired again and then came back and, and retired and ate some sausages. And a couple of people yesterday suggested he may uh, come back again. Another one. We're not, a, You know what? Unlikely, but John stranger Farnham. things have happened. Just off the text, and of course, you can get involved anytime you like. Any chance of Norton or their first round of being involved in the lob trade, I would say, well, certainly no to Norton. <laughs> certainly no. Frio straight swap. Uh I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're first rounder. Maybe, maybe. I would be. I'd be very surprised as well. There. So this uh, off the text thoughts on Frio chasing Josh Bruce. You, I think you said uh, earlier in the year on the Armchair Experts, mm-hmm. the award-winning show on Friday nights after the footy, that Josh Bruce should look to go to Melbourne, or well, Melbourne should have a look at Josh Bruce I, if the lob trade comes about. I. I I agree with what I said after about round <laughs> yeah. 17. Uh, You're in agreements I, with yourself. Look, I, I just think, look, that this text is about Josh Bruce and Freo, which we talked about in the first hour. I just think Josh Bruce looks at it right now. He kicked 50-odd goals a year ago coming off that ACL. I like him as a footballer, but he must think if Rory Lobb comes in, considering Jamara had a really good year, Darcy had a good couple of games, and they will be inconsistent at times. But I think the Bulldogs will be backing those two men to play well again. Norton, if Lobb's there, you got English. I, I think Josh Bruce, well, Josh Bruce fits perfectly at the Melbourne Football Club. I don't think you'd have to pay a huge amount to be able to get him in, considering the Dogs might half squeeze him out. And the fact is that both Fremantle and Melbourne, their inability inside 50 probably hurt them in big finals Correct. in 2022. So I think both Freo or Melbourne would love Josh Bruce inside 50 if they can make it work. Well, and uh, potentially losing uh, Wiedemann. Mm-hmm. He, actually, his name hasn't been brought up a lot no, in not the a great last deal. few days. Not a great considering deal. he was um, being floated last year as a potential trade target for a few other sides and hasn't been able to crack into this Melbourne lineup, even with injuries to Tom McDonald you got, and Ben Brown. Tom McDonald's the interesting one because he, of course, couldn't get back in time. I think the way the VFL 
structure kind of hurt him. They won that game, so he didn't get to play in the second week, and they weren't willing to take the risk on him, and understandably so when the AFL teams are, are normally going down the path of not playing 100% fully fit or at least fully ready wound up players to go. So it wasn't overly surprising. He didn't get an opportunity due to the injury in the second half of the year, but we'll see what happens into next year. But Josh Bruce definitely, I think, fits into both uh, Fremantle and Melbourne's best 22, considering some of their question marks inside forward 50. Hold that thought for a split second. I don't have any thoughts. Well, that's also <laughs> considering we worked together for so long now. I'm not surprised by that, that either. Uh, let's get into all thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Some of the news getting around. Update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. All right, all thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Let's get into it. And the news is that Jeff Walsh has returned back to the game in a permanent role. Of course, has been a consultant uh, in the last couple of years, well, probably more than the last couple of years. He was involved, of course, at North Melbourne. Uh, but he's been hired as St Kilda's new football manager. There you go. So uh, Jeff Walsh back in a full-time role at the St Kilda Football Club. Talking St Kilda, Zane Cordy officially joins St Kilda as an unrestricted free agent in the announcement uh, in around the last 15 or 20-odd minutes. Of course, the premiership player, and he will head back. And I think you've got the best 22 for the Saints, not too far away. He played 118 games for the Dogs. He was a father-son, premiership player, as I mentioned. But due to Liam Jones joining the Western Bulldogs, there will be no compensation No compo. headed to yeah, Witten There's no Oval. compo. And that's because Liam Jones, as I touched on, three-year deal. He uh, has stepped straight in as a defender. Zane Cordy out, Liam Jones in. And, of course, we thought that due to his vaccination status, he wouldn't play AFL again. That has changed, as we know, and he will be in the red, white, and blue for the next three years. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. A very quick break. Your best 22 or mega trade next. What is it? Mega. Oh, no, best 22. Okay, you're holding it. I forgot about the mega. We've got to finish it off. So you're going to finish the show with the mega trade because you're scared of the text machine. That's fair enough. No, I actually need to finish Uh, off doing the mega trade. Best 22 on the back of Zane Cordy now being at the Saints. Best 22 at Moorabbin on the other side of this. Industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned and a class of its own. A lot of Melbourne supporters off the text getting stuck into me. Reckons Josh Bruce no chance to get a game at Melbourne. There you go. That's harsh. I, I disagree. I think he'd be right there, and they need to get better inside 50. I don't think that's a discussion. Now, of course, he has to stand up and do what he did 12 months ago prior to the injury, but uh, I think he's a nice footballer, Josh Bruce. But there you go. The D's fans disagree. All right. Uh, best 22 at St Kilda. Zane Cordy now finds himself at Moorabbin, and you've been able to – well, you suggested there's some confusion around where their list is, what they do, what they don't do, where they go, which way do they go – into this particular trade period, into the draft, and you have now got the best 22 for the St Kilda Football Club. I do see John Donahue, who is a uh, part-timer here at Trade Radio, uh, eagerly listening to what's happening here, <laughs> mate. Him. So he's let's find out what happens. Sitting out there, just uh, yep. frothing up the windows. Yep. That's what he's doing. Fullback, Zane Cordy, Wilkie Caulfield, coming back off the ACL. I think uh, Johnny reckons he'll be ready to go for round one, so I'll take his word at that. Sinclair. Career best season. Absolutely. Dougal at centre half back. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, Nicky Webster at half back flank. We've moved Brad Hill up to the wing, which I think is his natural position. Crouch in the guts. McKenzie on the other wing, who had a, a great season. Also, Mason Wood on the half forward flank. 
Played some good games for the Saints this year. Membry locking down that centre half forward battle. We've moved him to the half other half forward flank. Tall forward line coming up. Butler and Higgins, the small crumbing forwards, and obviously the main man, big boy, the, the king of it all, Max. Uh, Marshall in the ruck, Steele and Gresham round out the followers. Interchange, Windhager. You can play him had in a, good in a year. few different positions, but uh, could play as a lockdown midfielder. Had a great year. Wanganeen, Miller, Hunter Clark, and Mitch Owens round out the interchange. <clears throat> Unluckies, uh, Patton, Sharman, Zach Jones we've left out. Mm, ball use, uh, potential issue. Uh, Seb Ross is also out of the best 22, which is very unlucky. And Tommy Campbell, who... Just continues to defy the odds and uh, keeps on keeping on on AFL lists. I played with Tom Campbell. He was a teammate of mine, believe it or not. Yeah, he wore number 45, didn't he? At the dishes. Yeah. Then he went to North and then he's at the Saints. Where will he go next? (laughs) Well, Jonathan Giles wants to know where Tom Campbell (laughs) is going next. So that's the best 22 for the Saints. Um, Unlucky um, also Jack Hayes, who um, came over from Woodville and kicked three in his first game and... Looked to be a uh, a prospect for yes. the Saints, but had an ACL. So based on that 22, their best 22 and the way you're looking at it, Zane Cordy ending up now at the football club, does it give you any type of confidence that they can have a huge year next year? Or where do they sit? Because how many A-graders are in that best 22, legitimately? Well, first of all, what I will say is if I put this list next to Richmond's best 22, it's unfortunately not as sexy. No, it's not. So uh, Steele is an A grader. I reckon Gresham, right there. Sinclair is an A grader. Max King is an A grader. Outside of that, well, it depends on how you see. Wilkie. It, it depends on how you see Wilkie. Right on the cusp, mm-hmm. like as a reliable as they come, Wilkie. So I mean, they've got a few there. Um, yeah. Let's, I, 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 what I do you think this- about Zach? Jones and Seb Ross. Not well, being this the is same this is the situation, right? You need players to now stand up and be able to at least put a great deal of pressure on their positions in the best twenty-two. Okay, so Zach Jones was bought in when they thought they could win the flag. He's part of that. Go grab him from Sydney. Part of this premiership contending list they thought they were building. You've got to be able to get some of these younger kids to stand up and, and if not take their spot, put a lot of pressure on it. The big thing for me is. Is where do Marshall and Max King go to in 2023? Max King talk about his kicking, but he's still developing. He's a big boy. We give heaps of players heaps of time when you're a big developing key forward. And he does almost everything right, but kick the football, which is the most important thing when you are the position that he plays. If he goes to that next level and the accuracy finds himself a little bit more next year, then all of a sudden they become a much better proposition. And he's not alone there with the accuracy. No, he's not. Kilda. He, no, he's and not. And also in the competition. In but the yeah, cult. he was the main. But Rowan culprit. Marshall as well as the other one. Okay, so two years ago we thought, here we go. Now injuries, again young, got to work his way through certain things. If he consistently stays on the park and reaches that next if, – if him and – if King and Marshall become that absolute creme de la creme A-grade stars week in, week out, this St Kilda team – has much better prospects than just sort of finishing between sort of six and 12, where I think their list probably looks like they could. Yeah. But and if you, Marshall becomes the best ruckman in the game or contends for it, and Max King gives you 65, and that as a defensive unit led by Wilkie, and you throw Cordy in there, Sinclair continues to do what he did this year. Jack Steele, I don't think Jack Steele can probably play any better than he has the last two years, <laughs> but we know he's a star. All of a sudden, you've got a lot more. You're a glass half full St. Kilda fan than you might have been 
you know, three months ago. Yeah, and the the sole reliance of, of Max King to to kick a bag is is unhealthy, and we saw that to a lesser extent at Geelong uh, in previous seasons to twenty twenty one. So the small forwards at Geelong were a real issue. Yep, that, Hawkins was getting it done, um, but outside of that, I mean, close. Uh, Myers, Higgins in season 2021, none, none of them kicked over 15 goals. Mm-hmm. And you bring one small forward into the mix, Tyson Stengel, who has an All-Australian year. And when Hawkins is struggling, which was very rare, and when Jeremy Cameron's up the ground, Stengel was the one who in big in late, uh, in big games, late in quarters, um, was really consistent, kicked goals at regular uh, intervals, they need more from their smalls. They need more from Higgins. They need from, more from Butler. Uh, off the text from Michael. Jack Billings, not in best 22 with a question mark. Well, uh, he's another one who, it depends if you wanted to go with a smaller uh, forward line. Um, and obviously you can play in the midfield as well, Billings. But yeah, um, they need more from their smalls. They've been inconsistent. So, and it's a it's a valuable role and it is a tough position to play. Because you're expected to tackle, you're expected to chase, you're expected to move out of the key forwards' way. You're also expected to be at their feet and you're expected to kick your one or two goals a game. It's a tough role to play, I understand that. But you look at Tyson Stengel, he's the prototype for that position and what he was able to do, did it perfectly. Got up the ground, got out of the way, got a few easy touches up at half-back, was having 15, 16 a game and kicking two or three, it's... It's, that's the perfect sort of way to play as a small forward. And and, and Dan Butler and Jack Higgins, uh, uh, if they could play anywhere near to that level, would certainly help St Kilda as well. Best 22 for the Saints. It'll be up via At Trade Radio shortly. Of course, you can just jump on the line and talk to Adam right now about it. At Adam Cooney 17 by the way, is where you can find him <laughs> on Twitter. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. The mega, mega, mega trade is next. Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. The Mega Trade for Continental Tyres. Trade up to Continental Tyres. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. That's right. Trade up the Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today, and it brings us the mega, 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 mega trade where Adam Cooney... Well, mega's being added here. Well, this is a mega <laughs> trade. It, 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 it involves a couple of very nice players, one potential superstar, a premiership player at a minimum, first-round draft picks, left, right, and centre are getting exchanged. Take it away, please, Adam Cooney. Right. So the Hawks are going to approach the Gold Coast Suns, they'll say, we'll take Jack Bowes off your hands yep. and we'll take the pick seven with it. We'll Perfect. hand you back a future third okay. for your troubles. That's a dump. They're happy to take on the cash yep. and also take the pick. Then they give the West Coast Eagles a call and say, listen, if you're serious about getting Luke Jackson and he wants to go to the West, he hasn't ruled out a return there, yes. we will give you our pick six and seven. Ooh-hoo. You give us back picks two and 20. How do you feel about that so far? I like thinking outside the box, and I like what you're trying to do. So I like where your head's at. So the Hawks, in effect, end up with picks 2, 20, and Jack Bowes. They give their future third and pick 6 away. The Suns get a future third, give away Bowes and pick 7. The Ds get 
picks six and seven for Luke Jackson. The Eagles finish up with him for picks two and 20 in the end. So this is... West Coast have spoken about it. Of course, we're all expecting Fremantle to be the team that Luke Jackson goes to. But if all of a sudden West Coast bring this pick six and seven, Melbourne will be starting to think, hang on a second. I I like your thinking outside the square. I like your thinking outside the square. Now, West Coast would then have to, of course, convince Luke Jackson that they're the right place for him. I've always said this from the start. I don't think while the money being thrown around for Luke Jackson is huge, it does feel like that... It's more of a head back to Western Australia thing more than a massive financial thing. Now, you have to pay for him because he's obviously so talented and he's a premiership player. But I I think West Coast would have to give 1.5 to get to him. They wouldn't. No. No, I, I, I don't believe that he'll be on a million dollars a year, no. Luke Jackson, next year. I, I don't believe that. I think that the, the lure of Western Australia is more than the financial riches. Yeah, and I think the pick six and seven satisfy Melbourne for like two top ten picks. Certainly. Sorry. Sir, I, I like your thinking outside the square. And the Suns get what they need. Absolutely, they do. Back, and then the, Haw- the Hawks move up to pick two with the potential to pick a little Harry Sheasel. Well, he, he's the guy kicked four dominated. goals in their grand final when they got the job done. And Jack Gunston on the way out. Now, of course, he's not going to do what Jack Gunston could have done next year. But you're getting him as an 18-year-old kid who's got a fair bit of forward line now. So I like, I like where your head's at. It's all around... The Eagles' ability to be able to get Luke Jackson, because I think Melbourne would accept it for sure if six and seven was available, of which Fremantle right now can't give. And even if Fremantle were to say, we'll give you a future first rounder, I think a lot of people think Fremantle will be pretty good next year, which obviously could be, lessens yeah, it could be the pick. pick. 15 <laughs> next year. So, Jeez. There six, we go. Six and seven's nice for the Ds. Trade up the Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia, search Continental Tires. Today, before we get out of here, the early trade recap. Let's get into it. The early trade recap for Toyota. Toyota certified vehicles carry a 90 point inspection and 12 months free roadside assist. Search Toyota certified. All right, the early trade recap for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre owned in a class of its own. You can get involved anytime you like. 0419187323 on the Mega Trade. First one, no, not going to happen. Second one, love the Mega Trade. <laughs> so there you go. Differing ideas when it comes to how it all plays out. It all is dependent on Luke Jackson swiveling and ending up as an eagle, which would be a fair bit to play. But of course, when those type of picks, pick six and seven could possibly be on the table. I reckon Melbourne would be keen as. Well, all right, the early trade recap for Toyota. Toyota certified pre-owned in a class of its own. This morning, Damien Barrett, of course, so much of the conversation in the last 24 hours about the uh, former CEO at the Essendon Football Club. And by that, I mean the guy that only lasted 24 hours. Do we have Damo's audio from this morning? We do. This is what he had to say. I feel he's got no choice but to stand down himself. Now, I don't expect him to do that. Um, but, But what I do expect to happen on the back of him putting the, the heels and digging the heels back in is for... Certain people, and, and, and you know you know as many people at that footy club that need to be known. I, I know a portion of the people you know. I know there were meetings going on late last night, multiple meetings about what these people who, who, who also want change at that footy club are going to do, and, and, and none of it is favourable to David Barham. And how that plays out, um, potentially as early as today, I'm, I'm really keen to, to see. There you go, and we'll continue to monitor it, keeping in mind they've now got to find another CEO on top of the mess that's kind of been 
swirling the football club in the in the last 30 odd hours so uh, not only do they have to work out what is happening at the board and David Barham there who Damien Barrett was referring to but they've also got to get ready and find a new CEO and it might be as simple as calling the person who was second to Andrew Thorburn when they made the announcement on Monday that person may not be available or interested anymore but might be Jack Bowe. Interesting. It might well be. Might just throw it in there to Xavier. Can you taste it up a little Xavier bit? Xavier Campbell can come back <laughs> as a chief. Trade mornings for Host Plus is what we do, and of course, Toyota certified vehicles carry a full service history and an extra one year warranty. Search Toyota certified. Just quickly, my, people are saying masterstroke off the text. Mm, that's just Words what I do. never attached to the mega mega trade. Just yeah. off the text. Attention, Cam Luke. Please tell me who comes out of D's best twenty two. With uh, Tom McDonald and Grundy in the team for Josh Bruce to come in, please. Now, I raised Josh Bruce. Melbourne fans don't like Josh Bruce. I, I like him as a footballer. I know he didn't set the world on fire coming back into that dog's forward line after the ACL. Uh, well, Grundy goes short in. Short memories to Jackson people out, out there, don't they? He kicked 50 last year. But, you know, short memories around Tom McDonald as well. Premiership player, but coming off a disrupted year. Ben Brown didn't have a great year. So while I'm not certainly saying that Josh Bruce just goes straight in, you just forget about Ben Brown and Tom McDonald. Tom McDonald on our TV show, I suggested I would have taken a little bit of a uh, caution to the wind approach and played him in that final against play, Brisbane. They could play McDonald, Brown, and Bruce in the same forward line. Uh, you got you got Bailey Fritz there yeah. as well. Jeez, probably Tad Tall. Considering you got Grundy and and, and Gorn, one of them will have to go forward at some point. But Fine. If you don't like Josh Bruce as a footballer, fair enough. But I also think you've got to find a way to unlock your inside 50. Now, Tom McDonald might be, might be that option. I think he fits very nicely as the number two guy. But uh, there's no doubt that uh, the ineptitude that Melbourne showed inside 50 at the end of the year severely hurt their chances of going back to back. Well, I would certainly agree with that. So it's not the worst idea. So if it's not Josh Bruce, you've got to make sure that Tom McDonald's going to be able to roll on in and do what he did 12 months ago, considering that two years ago, most of the D's fans wanted him out of the team. Uh, On that note, we're out of here. Sarah and Josh on the other side of this. We do it all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-end in a class of its own. See you, Adam. See you, Kim.